Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix. Hi. Hi. Um, happy Friday. It is Friday. Oh, God, thank fucking God. <laughs> Bravo is really injecting us with content right now, and not all of those injections are feeling good. I'll just no, say that. It's but feeling... we're going to try and bring some levity to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I'm excited to um, get into it because I have so many things to say about this week on Bravo Cinematic Universe. Well, just on Roni and Beverly Hills, but (laughs) we'll get into all of it. I cannot wait. Yeah, no, we have a lot to talk about, but um, we should just jump. We're just going to jump in today. Mm -hmm. We usually have our rate review segment. Just rate us. Okay. We'll read your review next week. Okay. We got too much to cover. Um, Five stars. stars. And once again, we'll say it again. Five stars. You can write anything bad though. Like as long as it's five stars, you know. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just no racist or sexist comments. Honestly, if it's five stars, work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a very exciting guest today. Uh, we have the face behind the <laughs> account. Bravo by Brett. A twist. His name is Brett. Uh, follow him at Bravo by Brett on Instagram. Uh, he makes hilarious memes, does little watch alongs on his Insta story. Um, Brett, uh, welcome to the dumpster. Hi. Thank you guys. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like Oscar the Grouch coming out of the trash. All right. I'm ready to <laughs> dive in deep with you guys. I'm so excited. You're yes. one of my favorite account people to do. De- it's funny. We talk like every day. <laughs> I don't know how, it, wait, wait, do you know how it happens is that Instagram learns like which stories you watch the most. Sure, yeah. And so it always comes up with like Tom and dumpster time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, just click, click. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Oh, this is I'm always clicking on you guys. No, like we're- also you're on a you're on a rela- you're on a dating journey that I want to like talk about a little bit. You've been so oh, open Lord. on your account with your I dating. am very open. I, it, this, it, this is going to turn into a therapy session. Very we can go there. So. We can go <laughs> we want. No, but I feel like it's a long time coming that you are on this podcast. It feels like it's just, it was right. It well, was you know right to have funny? you on. I, I remember, I think um, Tom, he did a um, uh, an Instagram live with Monty or something. And she was like, there was technical difficulties waiting for her to get on <laughs> and I was I'm always in your lives and so he was like come on and I'm like well 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 I, I don't know how I look but let's just go on yeah you were on a walk with the dog I was on a walk and I'm, I'm like hey and you're like I really want you to be on the podcast I'm like okay that's no problem yeah I'm always available and here I am yeah, you, here you, made you it. are I think what's gonna happen here's what I'm gonna say I think because we're, we've had we have you on right now the DMs are going to blow up and ever, you're going to be on everyone's podcast now. Oh my God. Everybody's going to be like, oh my God, we need Brett to get on here because he's just so funny and amazing. It's too bad <laughs> that it's not also visual because I know based on your podcast, I listen to it, <laughs> yeah. that no one will ever see this. <laughs> no one will ever see this. You can come on our Patreon page. People do see yes. it there. But famously, when we ask people to come on our Patreon, um, we forget to tell them that it's a visual medium oh. there. So people will tell them right before and they're like, Wait, what? Well, I would get dressed up. See, like when I, I when I've done podcasts before, for some reason, I'm like, I better look good. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is my voice. I get it though. I'm in bed. Okay, that's where we are right now. That's where we're. Oh, where the magic happens. Or yeah, I mean, I'm straddling an air mattress on the floor of a 80 degree apartment. So wait, you know, do you not have air conditioning? No, because it's loud. I turn it off. 
Oh, oh mine's on actually. Can oh, you I can't hear it. Maybe I should turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't suffer for me. Okay. We got, we, got, we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a workout. Yeah, no, it's been a workout every time we've recorded when it's been a hundred outside. So oh no, mine's been mine's on my you don't always have mine on, but it is on today because like I feel like I can test it, but you can't hear it. No, I can't oh. hear it. Um, so Brett, yes, you know, as you know, as a listener of the pod, I hope that's real. Um, that you <laughs> um you know we have to chat about something very important, and that is what your journey is with reality television. So where what show, what character from said show um made you a true uh dumpster diva? Brett, take it away. You know, I because I am a listener of your podcast, because I also wanted to do my homework too as well. I was like, I need to prepare and listen to the earlier episodes. Because I'm a podcast listener that like looks at the guests and I'm like, does this guest look interesting? I'm the same. I'm the same. So I'm like, and I'll just put it on, you know, because if I like the guests, I like the whole episode, but sometimes I'll twist out the waters. Um, But as you know, I'm just so young and youthful that my really deep dive began with Housewives. And it was like eighth grade, freshman year of high school for me. In what season? <laughs> You're gonna be like season 13 of Roni. Columbia and the boat almost sank. <laughs> it was it was like uh, probably like probably season maybe three, two or three. Okay. okay. Roni came out in 2008, right? Mm, uh, yes. Mm. Yeah, it, it was 2008. And I started high school in 2011. I know I, I'm doing this just to get the reaction. Okay. Brett, you are I thought, the youngest person ever to be on the podcast. Yeah, you are that and probably will forever be the youngest person to be on this podcast. Well, you know, no, Brett, you realize I graduated college in 2013. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hi, Grandpa. You have so much life to live. Oh, I'm ready. I'm life. Are you at the door? Knock, knock. I'm here. Wait, so how old are you? 2011, you began. So you graduated. So you were 18 in 2013. Oh, it's four 14. years. <laughs> it's four years of high school. I don't know why I said that. I'm, I'm 24. I'll spoil the news for you. Okay. 24. Young and youthful. That young. Okay. It, it's pretty young. But at least you're not like... At least, you know what would be the twist is if you came on and you're like, so... Yeah, I can talk. I do have to go to my graduation, my high school graduation. Yep. And we're like, okay. you know, mom, get out of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say Roni was like my real in-depth because that's when I, because I didn't grow up with like cable. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was always like a daytime TV watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I was upset, like little elementary school, middle school me was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for live with Regis and Kelly. Like I was like <laughs> running around, you know. That's but just slapped though. It was fun. I, I trust me, I very much enjoyed it and I yeah. still watch it to oh, that's the why day. you love Wendy. That's right. So I always I've been watching Wendy Williams for such a long time. So some would say Wendy was maybe was Wendy, were you watching Wendy pre-Housewives? Yes. So maybe <laughs> Wendy really is your is your answer to this. Almost. Yeah, because I fi- in the ice cream queue the ice cream truck but i do um i find wendy to be like a pop culture icon because she is true. you know what i will i'll we'll stay, but like real shows like i wasn't really like a show watcher like i didn't even yeah. have this might be i don't know if you guys well hannah montana you know you love, montana. Yeah, of love 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 okay. okay brett yes 
for we had a Wii, like all kids do. I had a Wii. Mm-hmm. And I had the most fun game in the world, and that was Hannah Montana's um, concert tour. And you got to dance like her. Oh. And then dress her up. <laughs> no, you like literally like went on stage and you got to pick the outfit that she wore and you and Lily could dance together. I did not have that game. I mean, um, I was truly like 15. So there, that was. <laughs> um, I used the Wii all through high school. There's no shame in that. Good. Oh, wow. And the Wii was before your time. But the Wii was like old by that. No, the by Wii came out with like another thing. There yeah, was there like a Wii. The handheld Wii was like the Switch. Yeah. And a then Wii. the one that I was wish like. They call it a Wii Wii. A Wii Wii. <laughs> no, some like Baptist white blonde lady would have been like, that's talking about a penis i'm not buying <laughs> for that for my kid no or the opposite she never realized the bit never like now go play with your wee wee <laughs> and they're like got it <laughs> uh, but yeah um, wendy wendy williams was definitely there i used to watch ugly betty too that was mm-hmm. like middle school me ugly betty mm-hmm. was like i was obsessed i was like yeah, Betty, you get it. Like you get that job. Like I always thought myself as like like ugly Betty. Like I'm like you give off big gay intern vibes though. <laughs> oh, when I I can tell you every internship, and I will be sending this out to all of my former bosses. Um, right. They will. They'll be. I owned every internship I was in. I mean. Yeah, I see that every, from you. Yeah, I do too. You. I'm a hustler. Don't hustle the hustler. All right. <laughs> you are a hustler. I have to say, you, you, you know what? I have to tell you, Brett. And I thought this from the first time I was in your clubhouse. Sorry, P, because you said you don't want to be on clubhouse anymore. <laughs> but you, um, that job is not easy. You would be on your Brett's boardroom or Bravo boardroom for like two plus hours. Like we don't record that long, and you're like on there, like essentially moderating a room, which like. I don't think you understand. That takes a that takes much more work than what we're doing here this evening. It does I'm, take I'm cackling I'm, at his, you're like, well, it does take a- it takes effort, but I really enjoyed it. Like I only like I'm I only do things if I'm gonna enjoy it, you know. <laughs> it's a good way to live life. It's a good way to live. <laughs> no. Well, like some people like I know I because it's funny because some accounts like smaller accounts, like I'm so big, like like with a couple hundred followers. <laughs> I bet you're only like 2,000. Not there yet. We're almost there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but like people with like a couple hundred followers would be like, like they're so um, eager to be famous, you know? And they're like, how do you get so many followers? And how do you do this? And I'm like, I literally only do things I enjoy. Like I'm not looking, like with my clubhouse, like I started clubhouse because I wanted literally a space to talk with people about Bravo because where else can I really do that? You know? And I wanted to like, and I wanted to get to know other, other Bravo people. Like that's like, you know, mm-hmm. you're 24, you're out of college, you're trying to like meet people and make friends. So that, that was like my effort of being social during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a, I had a real blast. Now I will say sometimes when they went on for four hours, not always, not always really my choice because it's very hard to end a room sure once it gets yeah once it gets going and then people join because like people might join halfway through and then it's like well that's a really good point and then you know it it is a challenge but i I appreciate you saying that i'm coming i I love this flattery that i'm getting no i i mean it i'm not just saying that because i have to be nice to you as the guest as the guest of this episode (laughs) i I really mean that like i 
I wouldn't have tolerance for everyone's thoughts and ideas. So I would just, for that off, long. I would turn off the club. <laughs> well, I was always excited when you can make it. Cause I'm like, I always like, I always like people's opinions. Like when they, like, that's why I, not to promote you guys again, but that's why I enjoy listening to your podcast because I like your opinions. And <laughs> that's why we, that's why anyone listens to a podcast. You find the podcast where they're talking about the things that you agree with, you know? Exactly. And so I'm like, I really want Tom to come in because then he could be like, he could like level out the room a little bit. Cause sometimes people come in, they're a little too strong. And then it's like, well, if you have someone on your side, it's like, oh, hey. well, see, I liked doing it, but I've said this many times before. And I said, I, we, we DM'd about this. I need instant sat- like gratification from yes. my guests that they think I'm funny. Um, so I know where, where, where my jokes should land, like moving forward. Like I like to read, I really like to read a conversation and like, if I'm not being funny, I'm like, okay, like I need to pivot to like a different type of humor to get this person to laugh. Like I, I'm like constantly thinking about that. And on Clubhouse, when everyone just mutes right after they're done talking. And so like, it's, you're literally like, and then she'd been on that. And it's like, no one's laughing. Silence. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm going to go jump on my window now. Yeah, because you can't see anybody either. So it's like. anyone and no one like, turns uh... on. I love Nora so much because she'll just turn on her mic to just laugh. She'll be like, ha, ha, ha. And go back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> Hicks, were you on Clubhouse a lot? I went on it once. That's all you needed. <laughs> I went on one thing and then I just never undownloaded it from my phone. Now that we're having this conversation, I will undownload it or delete it is yeah. another word is another tonight. Word you <laughs> now, I was just recording with Nora, actually, and she was telling me about there was drama. And this is a nice little transition, actually. There was drama this week. Uh, Ebony was in a room yeah. and Leah got in the room as well. And Ebony, so Ebony was like, hey, I would love if some people came on that... She was like, I love the conversation we're having, but I would love if some people came on that don't agree with me or like maybe voted for Trump or like have different opinions about like like race on the show. Because like, I think it's important that everyone in the audience hears all sides of this. And somehow Leah inter- like intercepted the conversation and just started screaming at everyone for like coming for her. She was like, Bravo accounts coming for me on social media. Like, and like, no one you don't know what me and ebony's relationship is really like all this stuff and she just kind of like like co-opted ebony's like like space and it's like that is who leah is and i don't really understand why the two of them are friends and it works yeah it's tough because it's they posted something together like they had dinner together or something and so you have to know that they're obviously having conversations that aren't being taped aren't being posted about on social media but like I feel like being Leah Leah's friend must be incredibly fucking exhausting well you know what every time I think of Leah I think of um that guy on SNL what is his name Pete Davidson no (laughs) she like messaged him oh now I'm blanking on his name oh Shay Shay Mm. oh Michael Che yeah Michael Che um and I guess they had matched on Raya. Right. And she basically was like, are you fat? I like fat guys. I'm fat. Like, and she was like, you know, I think she like talked about his race. Really weird shit to him. Yeah. Weird, weird stuff. And sometimes I do, I give housewives a very small margin of error because around like relationships, because I totally can understand meeting someone in real life versus on TV Mm -hmm. versus they're online. Like, if you're online all the time and you only see Leah post stuff, like, of course, you're going to be like, 
I guess the same thing with like um, Candace Dillard Bassett. If you only saw her Twitter, obviously you'd hate her. You know, <laughs> you know. But if you were on a if you were on a Zoom call and you had a one on one FaceTime with her and talk with her and had a conversation, you'd probably feel a little differently. Sure. So I feel like with like Leah and Ebony, like they're they must have something out like an outside relationship that goes thicker where Ebony can oversee a lot of things. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I do, and I think that Ebony really likes having people in her life that don't think exactly like her actually I think that's yeah I think that's something that's important to her well you know where Ebony really um I mean she obviously is a lawyer and all these things but you know where I first got introduced to Ebony what where Wendy Williams <gasps> oh really um, she used to come on the hot talk panel um oh yes work Ebony I know I mean I I feel like I was in the minority of people that didn't was not familiar with her yeah I didn't know who she was either I didn't really like think of her that much. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll like, let her know. <laughs> um, like, I just saw her as like a panelist. Like, just mm-hmm. like, like, um, there's another guy named Baruch Shemtov, Shemtov, who's like, he works at Fox Five. <laughs> Wait, the panelist? Who's the panelist that Wendy's like, when he's like, <laughs> he said something about like heels and he's like, I've never worn heels before. And Wendy like is sitting in the corner and she's like, Lloyd Boston and <laughs> Debbie Smith when they do the, they do like the rundown of the uh, yes. the carpet stuff that is yeah so and he's she's like you've never worn heels before and the <laughs> guy's like no and he's she's she just looks at it he's like really classic Wendy my classic Wendy have you seen Wendy live what well, do you want me to get into my whole thing about Wendy yes oh, I do Wendy? actually yes Let's talk about it so when I was in college I. Um, I was going to school and actually in DC at the time, mm-hmm. I was only there for a couple of years, but, um, I, this was in 2018. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, this was in 2016 because I graduated high school in 2015. Right, 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 right. right. 20, actually, anyway, so I really, I, I went, th- I was, I had, I had very hard time my like freshman year. I had horrible roommates and I had to go see a therapist and she said you know you needed like like I was so jumbled she was like you need 20 minutes of just pause in your day and like not thinking about anything like find your 20 minutes right yeah fun fact um hot topics is 20 minutes no interruption yes no commercials (laughs) at all no commercials and they upload at youtube at nine o'clock every day yeah um so I would always like literally like nine o'clock would hit I would wait for it to upload i press play and I'd watch the hot topics of the day for you know I'm really watching Wendy um and I just like really fell in love with her more you know I Mm -hmm. I, like love like it was like my love for a tv show but then I was like now I really liked her and I was like and she always said tickets are free come to the show and I was like wouldn't that be so cool if I could go and see like that would be just such an experience so anyway push myself I was like okay I'll I'll apply for tickets because you have to apply right you know Mm -hmm. just uh, you know, you know, it's not like get on and watch what happens. Watch what happens live. You know, you just message someone and get on. <laughs> oh um, my god! Wait, what? Watch what I got asked to go sit in on the first audience, and I can't. <gasps> I not get off work. Wait, you couldn't get off? Oh, for a second, I thought you said something about a fork. Oh, they asked me to sit in on the taping yesterday, oh, and it was the first in-person oh, taping. Tom. Yeah. But I can't, there's no way I can like I not go to work. Uh, you're sick. You're violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> like my boss who watches Bravo is gonna turn on the TV and be like, "Yeah, what the, the fuck?" fuck? <laughs> oh no, that's kicks. I, that's I kicks. She cut her hair. Sorry, keep going. No. So anyway, I uh, I like booked a train to NYC at like it was a three a.m. train because you have to be there by eight. So I took a 3 a.m. train to get there by seven to get to the studio. I had to map it all out because I couldn't I couldn't do an overnight. Mm-hmm. And I had to like figure out how to do it with my schedule and with school and stuff because I was the type of student that was like, um, I'm paying lots of money for this class. So I'm not missing it. You know, it was good. Very, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it should be. I, I was very psycho. But anyway, um, I, like I, I like Skyped into the call my, my class like. I was the original Zoomer, original online. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, you sure. Really started it all. <laughs> um, but I like went to the show, and it was like the, the most fun. I like was like first in line, obviously, because I got there so early. And I met. It, it's very interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever been to like. Tom has been to Wendy. Been to, I have been to Wendy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really? So mm-hmm. like there are there's a group of women who like just move like there a lot of them are like um either nighttime workers or like um like maids you know or stuff like that like they where their schedule is like very like lopsided yeah, yeah it's not like 95 nine, 95 925 <laughs> <laughs> and they like just go around to like all the shows and just walk, go in like they used to go like harry connick jr like anything in nyc like they always yes go. yes which is so cool to me. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I was, I had such a blast. I like, like we, you don't get to really sit with like people because they, they place you. Um, but I was like laughing the entire time. And you know what, fun fact, it was the day after President Trump was elected in 2016. <gasps> now oh I'm remembering. God. And it was so ominous because everyone was kind of just like, oh, you know, it was just like such a huge, like, like it, it wasn't really finalized too because I remember staying up late now it's all coming back to me yeah um but anyway I had such a blast on the show um they call you down like in the beginning because they, they get you pumped up you have like the oh yeah guy um and they're like like essentially who wants to twerk on the stage and <laughs> honestly you, you may not know this about me but I'm very shy and conservative and it's not really like my personality type to really do that Wait, but, really you're shy oh you'd be surprised you'd be surprised and i was like well nobody knows me here like you know it's kind of like <laughs> like when in rome you know and yeah, I'm like, they sure. did you hype like oh like when they were hyping us up they asked if we wanted shots and we just like screamed yes and, he, and then he was like i'm kidding like you guys it's like 9 a.m <laughs> yeah clap those hands. let me see you clap those hands i could i was like i anyway i twerked on the stage i won a 150 dollar gift card to rula la Work what really <laughs> well because they had because they, they do like a competition you know they put like sure, sure, sure. and uh one thing mama didn't raise no quitter you know so we're gonna win <laughs> we're gonna win on that and i'm like 150 dollars i'll do anything for money you know so i'm like we are getting that check i don't care it could be a, you know you know a, a gift certificate to the red lobster you know i'm ready you know yeah, sure. free, free food and it's just such a blast and anyway so after the show um I was talking to uh, one of the producers, just like, this is my first time here. I had such a blast. And she was like, you were a great audience person because they have people who watch the audience. You yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, they pan, they, they tell people to pan to certain groups of people if they're giving good, good face. Right. And I was always, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I was, I was a good audience member. <laughs> um, 
And she then started to introduce me to, she was like, you know, would you ever want to work on some like beta projects for Wendy? Like be like, like a, yeah, yeah, anything. You know, I'm like, yes. I, I honestly wanted to be an intern. Mm-hmm. Actually, do you know um, uh, Prima Donald? What's his name? Who? Mm-mm. What? Donald. His name? Donald. It, his duck. No, it's Heather. Uh, on Instagram. It's Prima Donald. Oh, I think I do follow him. Now I feel bad. He does the social for was- all Bravo, I think. Oh, well, I shouldn't know who that is then. Oh, but he was he an intern for Wendy? He was an intern for Wendy when he like talked about that, um, which I thought was so funny. But I was so jealous. I always wanted to be an intern. They don't really pay well. And no, they, they don't, don't really nothing. pay. I actually feel like I actually knew an intern at one point as well. Um, but no, Wendy's great. You should, I encourage anyone listening to just go because you can get tickets like right now. Right. You can yeah. Agree. Yeah. And not to stall, but. I just want to wrap up one thing that you guys will be interested in. The beta thing kind of took off and I actually was invited to a launch party because they launched their Wenmojis. I don't know if you remember this, like they, she had like a digital app and a Wenmoji. Like this was like when Bitmoji was <laughs> bigger. Yes. And like the Kim K game was the yeah. thing. And yes. everyone had app. Remember the Countess had an app? Oh, oh yes. God. Yeah. Oh, she- yes. Um, so I got to go and it was so cool. I got to meet Wendy. We took pictures together. Um, I met like Norman. I met Norman. I met all of her people. Like it was so much. That's where I met oh all of, I'm sure Ebony was there. I, if I look back at the photos, I'm sure Ebony would have been there. Um, I, I, one of my, Norman would be a dream guest for the pod, but I feel like he, I feel like I could get to him pretty easily. Uh, he's very quiet. I think he, I, he, in my head, he knows where all the bodies are buried sure maybe because literally if you remember there used to be two normans mm-hmm. this is like og wendy days there used to be two i forget his name i've like googled it before but there used to be two normans and they used to like banter off each other and you know kind of like Bert and ernie and <laughs> one day like he just disappeared and like there's like all this like leaks and data stuff online about like you think norman killed him well norman killed norman. norm one killed norm two i'm i'm my lips are sealed. I don't want to say <laughs> allegedly. Everything's alleged. I'm saying yes. Um, well, yes. Once again, Wendy is an icon. I think Wendy. Yeah. I think Wendy is kind of your, even though she's not a show show. I feel like she is sort of your entry to um, to this this genre, and I feel like she's kind of like an entry for your your type of humor too. She is my lifestyle, and yeah. and I'm not I'm, I'm not a Wendy apologist either. She says things that are blatantly wrong all the time. Bon vivive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do la peep. That is that is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that's wrong. that's yeah. the one that's that unacceptable. Yes, yeah. The line. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, well, so we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and we will be back with Brett to jump into all things uh Roni and BH uh in one second. Okay, and we are back uh, with Brett of Bravo by Brett, and uh, we're gonna chat all things BH in New York. I I, I think we should start with New York because um, it's Thank a God. bit heavier. Um, yes. In BH, you can end just a bit lighter, even though there was some darkness there. Um, so New York. Now, something I didn't expect coming from the storylines this season was that this like. Karen conversation between Leah and Heather was actually 
about not what we thought it was about, about voting. And I'm team Heather. <laughs> like, well, I don't think yeah. Heather did any- and this, you're team Heather in this moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Heather yeah. Heather had a bold <laughs> mental breakdown on an Instagram that we won't Literally get like to. Literally like this t- today and yesterday. I don't have the time to go into it. Yeah. Emotional. Uh, yeah, well, I, I posted it on the Instagram, so go look at that. Uh, Kiki posted it too, to, uh, uh, the talk of shame. Um, and, but, but in their fight, I understand where Heather was coming from because Heather was like, she was like, well, if you hate it, just vote. And like she right. never said she and that's that's my argument for anyone who like is on the fence about voting. Like, let's talk seriously about this for a second. Like, if you're on the fence about voting, oftentimes you have a lot of views. And so right. And that which would mean to me that you should vote. There are people with zero views that just blindly vote for Trump. You know what I mean? And that's why <laughs> we got in our situation. But if you have opinions, even yeah. if it's for something that you know we don't agree that I don't agree with or that anyone here agrees with, or maybe you do like everyone has different opinions about different things. So like the point of a democracy is to exercise your right to vote. Like, yeah, even if you're like libertarian, like Leah is, it's like, you don't want the government to be fully involved in our lives, but like we still live in a democracy and you have the right to vote about that. Right. And even if you in even if you want to vote green, you know what I mean? I just think it's important to show the world that you're you're exercising, you know, your oh my god, my dog is whining. Did you vote, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> but I I I I'm frustrated that like Leah like is being so rude to Heather about that when Heather that's that's not the thing to be upset about with Heather. It threw me off. I have to be honest, it threw me off because I think it was first mentioned when they were at that picnic, like the outside yeah. picnic, where yeah. she was like, like she almost put the words in Heather's mouth, you're going to come after me for not voting. And I was like, where did that even come from? Like, like obviously that's an insecurity in yourself because yep. you're right. bringing it up. Why? It's, she is so insecure about it. You can see it on her face and her body, all that. You're absolutely right. You know, like, like she, like, and this is kind of ironic too, that like, you're being shamed into voting. Like, you, you shouldn't be shamed into voting, but I'd rather be be shamed into voting. You know, because it's so easy, and especially, I mean, I mean, like, it's so funny to me, especially with Leah, because, like, I, I think when she, when we, when she was first introduced in the show, she almost had this kind of, in my opinion, that like. Bethany type blue collar beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she just seemed kind of like raw, kind of like started out rough. Um, then she had that money to start her company and blew, blew up the ranks and all this stuff. Like, and I was so shocked that she just insulated herself in this bubble. And I don't think she even understands like her ability. Like you're you're living in New York City for once, you know, like you're living in such a place that is allowing you to get the ability to vote. I mean, I grew up in Georgia. Okay. You, it is so, it's not so hard, but it was always so hard, like to get my parents to vote because, you know, it takes time. It takes energy. Like, but that's the, like the, they make it that way. People make it that right. way. Yeah, I mean, especially don't. in Georgia, but yeah. And especially right. in Georgia, you know, like they don't want you to vote. Right. And for her to be so, you know, 
I hate this term, like woke, you know, to mm-hmm. not like recognize that like voting is such a privilege, like to have that ability, you know what, even just to go in and put down Donald Duck, which is so rude, but like even have, have the ability to fill out a ballot is a huge privilege, unfortunately, in this country. Like for her to miss that point, you know, I, I understand, I understood her conversation about like, well, everybody wants you to choose sides. And it's like, well, that's how our, if you study politics, that is how our political system works. If you and this want is to- a woman who's written for the Federalists. Like she's written articles about like political things. So it's, I, I don't, and, and also, ha- this is where it really pisses me off. She has built a career on the backs of black people. Okay. Yep. She wears dresses with Lil' Kim's face all over it. She literally is obsessed with black streetwear. Streetwear. Yeah. Right. She she like took FUBU and like made it like for white people back in like the early 2000s. Like that's, that is that is literally what she's done. And so for someone who loves black people so much, loves black culture so much, to not want to protect black people and black culture by voting because that is that is the right now number one reason to vote you know mm-hmm. and leah leah's like at like blm marches and stuff like that she's actually she actually has been involved that's and so it's just crazy to me that you go from like from that to being like well i don't i don't want to vote though and it's like i don't I, the two it doesn't make any sense to me no and she's there's something about her that just drives me I mean there's lots of things about her that drive me fucking crazy but it's just like the fact that she toots around like she's all that and amazing style Mm -hmm. she like says what she thinks she like sex positive whatever all of that stuff single mom yeah and it's like all of those things are wonderful qualities in a person and she makes them a part of her and that's great because like I'm glad that she is able to own that but it's just such a weird transition to be like I own my whole life I own everything about me but I'm gonna let someone else decide who wins the election whether it's local or like state national whatever it's like why are you making the call to let everyone else figure it out when you're the one who's like I own my shit that is that is such a good point and not for nothing i mean just to throw this in into the mix like like voting doesn't like obviously now like you know the way our world has kind of progressed itself voting doesn't have to be so public you don't have to tell me who you're voting for Mm -mm. you don't have to be so vocal about your opinions if you don't want to be you know like she can make those decisions right so it's very conflicting when she is makes a case about all these, you know, socially social issues that she's claiming on, mm-hmm. but then, be, then says, well, don't ask me if I'm voting. You know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand how that lines up because you got to pick a lane. You're either going to be someone who's going to be, you know, part of the public and involved and have conversations and dialogue and opinions, or you're just going to be someone who that's not your main priority of life. You know, right. like. You, you, you don't, you know, not everybody has to be, you know, uh, as active now, granted, you know, that's a question whether they should be right now, you know, like whether they, but it's you know, also like, a privilege to be able to choose not to be, right, you right. know, and with her, it's like, she doesn't realize that. And it's, 
doesn't make any sense to me what why that's not connecting in her brain. I and will I, say. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brett. Well, I was not, I'm going to divert a little bit to the argument. So that's fine. Yeah, go for it. Um, when she blew up in the house on Heather, to me that felt very produced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was very confused about the timeline of all that and how she yelled at Heather. And I posted this on my stories. Um, I saw you post it and I stopped listening to it because I wanted to wait to hear your thoughts in this moment right now. Go, Heather, so Heather is holla mama, okay? Right. Heather is don't mess with me holla mama, okay? As <laughs> Sonia said in the clip, she is street, which we won't get into that, but <laughs> that is how she described Heather. Okay. And Heather was in Aviva's face and Luann's face. And even if we recall at the Berkshires and Bethany's face, yelling, screaming, like finger pointing, like, how dare you? Don't come after me. I'm holla mama. I'm a yummy tummy. Like she was always like, you know, fiery and yelling. Ultimate yummy tummy. And for her to sit back and just let Leah basically rip her a new one over nothing. um, I was shocked. And I, I, some people DM me and they said like, she probably was like, this woman's crazy, one. She was, yeah, very unaffected. Two, she, I think Heather probably had a realization, I'm being played by these producers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they want me to get a reaction and they want me to be the front page. Heather attacks newbie Leah, right? Like she probably really restrained herself because Heather's smart, you know? Like when she was a cast member, she, she knew being like that would get her to stay on the show. Oh, for sure. Like but she now, knows what's going on. I was just so surprised how quiet she was. That that really that was I was so surprised. But I, I oh go ahead, kicks. I just think it's a little odd. I it, the whole situation. It's like why are we bringing Heather on, but as a friend of, and then like overproducing her story and like let her just figure it out. Like it's gonna be good if like. Leah isn't forced to yell at her. You know what? I, I don't know if I'm making sense. I just no, like I get it. a frustrated why we're producing the hell out of New York when it's like the times when it's the best is the times when, first of all, there's more than four of them. And then there's like very authentic shit happening, not like stick them in I, a Hampton's house and figure it out. Yeah, I think Heather just has a very low BS meter. And I, I'm not a big, I've never been a big Heather person necessarily, but like, like, I think that the fights she's gotten in with other people, like when she got in the fight, when she's fought with Luann, it never felt like it was made for the show. I think she, I think she actually was upset, but I think she saw Leah. She's like, what are you, girl, you have, and like when they got into the van, you could tell she was like, you are doing this for television. Cause right. she's like, what are you going to do? What are you literally, what are you going to do? And like, like Erica Jane says to um, Sutton in the, in the BH trailer, you know, like, or what, you know or what, what I mean? Or, or what, or what? Or what? seriously though or what like literally what are you gonna do because leah guess what you are not you're gonna throw your your dead ass flowers down on the ground of this bus and then just go in and like throw a pity party which is what ends up happening and then also something else that i and i don't want this to sound bad which is always a great way to start that's an incredible way to start something that's about to sound bad leah if your grandmother is so sick why are you not there? Like, I don't know why she's here with us because I'm like, you're, you're taught, you're in so much pain. And like, I just don't understand why grandma's last breaths are being spent with you 
like fighting with Heather Holla Thompson. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why, like, like, well, why was that the last straw for her to go visit grandma? Do you think COVID had a factor? Probably, not, yeah, not, definitely, definitely. But like, I don't know why she went on the trip, but like, no, I think her, she brought it, she brought it up at the beginning. She was like, I'm coming on this trip to like, essentially do my job. Like she didn't say it in that, but that's kind of what she meant was like, I'm coming on this trip to do my job because if not, I'm just going to be at home. Like she can't go visit her grandmother. Right, I know. I mean, what is this? Though, because she kept saying, did you see, did you talk to her today? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I do give her a little bit more leeway with the grandma thing because that's so it, it can be so fluid. You don't always know. Right. But I will say like her way of coping was very odd. Like I'm going to be a mime. Don't talk to me. I need self-care. Don't talk to me. Like uh, it, it was a, it, the everything that went down. It was odd. Like the way she yeah. responded, like if she was really feeling sad and upset and she has no problem vocalizing how she feels, she could have been like, Hey guys, it, I, it's getting way more serious. It's probably coming any day now that she's going to pass. I pull a crystal. I need to just stay in my room just for the day. Like yeah. I cannot handle this. And I'm sure they would have been fine. Like I, you know, and then yeah, I mean, those women are too. It's like those women can be incredibly understanding when it's like serious. Yeah. Like if she I mean, said that, they'd be like, absolutely. I'll call you a car that can drive you to the. Yeah. the hospital right now PJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they they'll figure it out for her but i don't know i think like That's and sweet, i though. yeah and i don't want to uh, not talk about the beginning of this episode yeah no we're just jumping around so yeah. we can jump into that yeah because um <sighs> okay so did, where do you want to begin with the beginning because- yeah yeah no but no what i will say though is so Ebony went on Watch What Happens Live uh, on Tuesday, and Andy asked her, or Casey Wilson maybe even asked her, I can't remember, Casey was on, um, about, she was like, so, like, where are you and Lou now? And she's like, I mean, not. Like, she was like, because she just won't talk to me. And it's like, that is insane. So much worse. Yeah. And it, what a twist that I would, didn't see coming and I'm glad is here is Sonia. You can tell that she has like done the work in quotation marks actually though. Or even, you know, it's like she had that weird redfish, bluefish comment at the beginning of the season. Right. But you can tell that she's like, she's like, no, we should understand what's going on and that the fact that she's the level-headed one out of the group is so rare so it was just like I really appreciated her like stepping up as a white woman and being like everyone just shut the fuck up and like let Ebony explain her life experiences that no one in this room can and what you shouldn't do is been like I know black culture I know Diddy like that's not what you should say And then go then at the end of the conversation, be like, that was so articulate. Like that is just all the wrong things. But the producers got that. I mean, the way they lined that up so well, you know, the way they they set Heather up so well to have her like, oh, Beyonce was my BFF. I I know black culture. 
Um, okay. I've yeah. been in the homes of Black America, she said. Like, you mean uh, the billionaires that live in this country? Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Closing the door. And she said it so happy. Ebony, you're so articulate. I love you. And I'm like, okay. It was insane. I'm like, oh. you talk to, <laughs> do you talk to Tina Knowles like that? Doubt it. <laughs> You are articulate, Tina. Like <laughs> that, that, but you know what? It just made me laugh. Like I wasn't even like shocked. I was like laughing. No, like, it's not the irony of it all. Right. And she just like was she. I could tell that Heather the whole time was like trying to prove that she was a woke like white woman. She because well, she was chiming in with her like chest out, being like, "Blah blah blah. I know this. Yes, let her speak." And all and it's just like no, literally, shut the fuck up. Well, as you know from Sutton, what white people fear most is being called a racist because then that puts you into the category of cancel culture, allegedly, right? That's their mentality. It's just, yeah. It's like we've all, ex- we've all participated in racist behaviors. That's this fucking country. You just gotta, mm-hmm. if, as a white person, you gotta acknowledge that. And if that's, if that's something you need to work through take the time to work through it because like welcome to america like that's just and we'll welcome to the world but like yeah specifically these shows taking place in america like our country is built on the literally built was literally built on the backs of non-white people and we don't give them any opportunity to be on the same level vulnerable and have emotions and like all of the things and like we're and that's what I appreciate about like Sonia like chiming in and being like no Luann you're like white and you're incredibly privileged like literally stop talking and Luann on social media has been just like acting like everything's great and I'm like and, uh, say I'm sorry again yeah like at least Sutton was like posted in iOS press release of like her I apology. thought Sutton's apology was really nice though too yeah but you know what i mean it's like i'm why not apologize you know and why not is because she doesn't like mean it she's not sorry for anything and she doesn't get it and i hate i hate to frame it this way but like because i hate that like we get introduced people of color on bravo and their role becomes educating white women Mm -hmm. how to be but i will say i did appreciate ebony's conversation with lou even though lou wasn't really on the receptive end of it mm-hmm. um, because in that whole argument, like it, it was the episode before this one, it all happened so fast at the end, mm-hmm. right? It was like, to me, it was like a very good episode. And then it was like, boom, blew oh. up. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like good up. and then it was awful. <laughs> a big mushroom cloud. And it, and I didn't, cause you know, I'm white, I'm a male. To me, angry, I never, I didn't even click in my head that it was like, you know, that, that, that it would pain her so much. Mm-hmm. I kind of left the episode, like what happened? Like, why is she ups- so upset? You know, like what mm-hmm. is angry? You know, all these things. And then of course, you know, I take my time a little education here, what happened here? And she explains it. Um, and that's what nice of like the Bravo community too, is like people post like their reactions, you know, and how they feel. Mm-hmm. And it made me understand more about like, okay, saying someone, you know, saying that a black woman, you know, is angry can derive a connotation that is the stereotype of the angry black woman. 
And I was like, yeah, and- I never would have. I mean, it's not like I'm going around calling people, you're angry. Like, I'm not, I don't <laughs> think I've ever yeah. No, but no, what, you know, I'm like that, like, to hear from someone that that actually learned something from from this conversation because there are a lot of people like out there watching these shows that um are experiencing the same thing and that's why I'm not while while I want to protect Ebony at all costs I'm not hating New York right now the way some other people are because I actually think we're fueling conversation that isn't being filmed there like this conversation is is almost productive you know what i mean we're almost to the productive point until heather mm-hmm. walks in and says you know you're articulate but like but like we're actually seeing we're seeing white people have a conversation which is not something that we're seeing on a lot of our shows you know and it's um, like having a conversation and knowing that again i'm going to say sonia was being like let's just talk about it it's uncomfortable but let's just talk about it yeah. And Sonia, and that's up so impo- important okay. because, like, a group of white women need to be uncomfortable because that's when you like learn, right? Yeah. And Sonia bringing up the point about Leah yelling, I thought that was that was shocking. Yes. She fueled that because, like, obviously we're all thinking, like, like that's it, it's so funny because it was the it was the whole thing was teed up for the perfect example of the angry conversation because right. Leah was literally screaming. Screaming, yeah. Right. And Ebony was literally not no. screaming. <laughs> not Ebony, at all. Ebony raised her voice to be heard, not to speak over anyone. She just raised her yeah. voice because people were yelling at her. She was like, no, what I'm trying to say is, while Leah is like screaming, you're a ho, you're a ho, you're a ho. And Sonia points this out. And everyone's like taking this in, and Luann doesn't even take it in at all. She literally was like, "I'm not a hoe." <laughs> like you're missing. And it, I like when the last episode aired, people were posting about like montages of all of the women who've yelled at mm-hmm. Luann on TV. Yeah, like actually that thing yelled. Has literally been in her face and called her a whore. Scream. Well, you know what my first reaction was when. Um, Luann said angry. What? I thought of Lisa Renner. Lisa Renner. Ooh, so angry. <laughs> That's all I could think. Angry, yeah. That's all I could think. Yeah. But obviously. Wait, so uh, a, a funny moment of this episode that I do want to talk about for a second is um, after Ebony gets kicked out of the house, we we, we go into the kitchen where um, the, the the naked um, art uh person oh kurt yes model is is still there because he's friends with nicole and um victoria and so (laughs) go back and watch it every like luann's trying to process the whole thing and in the background kurt is just like nodding like yeah he's sitting there being like nod 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 yeah uh, yeah i'm like kurt go away (laughs) well it's funny because they flashed his like name card up like yes nude model like you you know like honestly i I did forget Oh really? Yeah, I was like, "Who's that? Who's oh. this man? <laughs> Who is this clothed man?" All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, Victoria has hooked up with Kurt. Yes, they had I some weird artist sex. But you know, what? it did make me laugh when she was like, "Mom, it's upset." Like Victoria was like, "Like, like, 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 duh, mom." Like it's, it was like, <laughs> it, 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 it went to like an ice cream store and like, "Duh, mom, you get the chocolate sprinkles." Like I was like. <laughs> Yeah, and what went down a little bit? If you're so woke, you know, like what does Victoria have to say about all this behavior, Miss Miss woke artist in the corner? I'm like, yeah. I feel like she has to have some opinions. It's upset, Mom. How could you not know that? 
Get Noel. <laughs> He's break dancing on the yard. <laughs> R.I.P. Ashton. Uh, oh yeah, he. Yeah, that was this summer. Oh, poor guy. Um, no, but that that's kind of the New York episode. I am excited to see. Um, on a funny note, the um pageant. We have a very complicated themed party happening. I, just, I did not follow it. I did not follow it because I they saw. They need to go somewhere else. We have been <laughs> in the Hamptons for since this episode happens, two. This, this happened the last. Six. This happened the last season. Well, the same I, thing. I and you mentioned this before, Tom that um, a lot of people are dragging Roni through the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've talked about this before, on, on, like you and me on, on the gram, because we get mad about this. I get very upset because, okay, housewives are not, you know, like, you know, your favorite episode of Superstore or something. Like, not this Superstore. <laughs> is that what the kids these days are watching, Brett? You got to tell us. The first thing I could think of, I don't watch any normal TV anymore or like Rebel, you know, like, like this is, these are soaps. These are general hospital type shows, mm-hmm. okay? Because they have dynamic and change. So guess what? Right now, Roni is having a very hard time because they're in the midst of, and they were in the height. They were in a very high portion of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, they were in the second wave. They were filming when New York went. We were like, like all trying to go out still, like we had in the summer, but things weren't really good anymore. So let's give them a break. I'm sorry they're not running around New York City. I'm sorry they're not, you know, going over the Berkshires and uh, doing this and doing that and like all these things. Like, it's not going to happen. You're still in the pandemic. They're trying to figure out. I'm sure, like everyone's nerves are heightened too. Like, let's give Roni a little bit of a break there. Criticize what is happening on screen. Stop saying that. Oh, it's boring, and we're not getting anything. It's not boring, okay? There's it's a certainly lot of, not boring. There are a lot of things that are happening there, and if you took a second to dissect what is happening, you might learn something. Thanks, Brett. Off the soapbox. I hate when I see stuff like that. I'm like, like, just don't watch shut the up. show. That's but, what, I'm always like, watch Bravo okay. then, because if you're well, going to have a problem com- one season, then keep moving. Yeah, because we complain about boring shows, but I like boring TV. So, right. like, Atlanta was a snooze, but I had the most fun in the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the fun keeps rolling. Not to divert topics a little bit. <gasps> oh, speaking of, yeah, wait, that's wait. like happening. Wait, say that again. Are you going to watch the Fallon interview? Oh, wait. So, is it who's doing it? Some guy on YouTube. I it's- really haven't been following any of it really i'm not gonna watch it but i am gonna watch i know that the instagram community will be quick to just like put together like a quick sort of like sizzle reel of the important parts oh is it up yeah it started at eight okay good kiki of talk of shame is um probably gonna post about it because she's been posting tons about this whole fiasco um wait before we jump into beverly hills and this is kind of a nice transition to that i got very a show that okay a show that I don't like and don't watch because I don't like it um, is the Kardashians. And uh, the trailer was released this week for Andy's like reunion of like the whole series. And I watched it. I watched the trailer and I was like, now here's the thing. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Cause in the end, I peripherally know what's going on with them at right. all times, but seeing Bravo take on these characters, I'm like, what have we been doing? Like, why has Bravo not been at the helm behind this show? The show would have been so much better if yeah, Bravo was there. It's literally the most there. boring thing in the world. That, and it's boring, like, not fun. 
but not fun when bravo took on that reunion like that trailer looks so good i'm like i can't wait for it well you know what i will be curious to see because kicks are you a kardashian watcher i am not again i know everything that happens for no reason but I'm curious to see because since you guys aren't really watchers of the show and you're obviously Bravo watchers, I'm wondering if the inverse will happen where people who are big Kardashian watchers Mm. will watch the reunion and be like, what is this? That's a good point. Versus the Bravo people who are so used to these reunions types be like, this is the TV I would have watched. I'd be curious to see that. I won't watch. I won't go back and rewatch. Kardashian. No, not, I want to make that actually, very clear. I actually think I will. I think I am going to watch the final, final episode just for context a bit. And it's a moment. You know what I mean? Like it's a moment That's in culture. Yeah. So I, I want to watch that. But I, and then I'm, and then I'm going to definitely watch the reunion. Put me on the Patreon. We will, okay. <laughs> okay. we'll discuss uh, the Kardashians because I have watched the Kardashians when they, when Kim and Chloe take Miami. Yeah. Kim oh, oh take I watched Miami. then. Yeah. I yeah, well, yeah I the early like stuff yeah, and then I was like one through ten. Okay, well that, yeah. you have seen the Kardashians then. Yeah, but ten, season season ten was like when you were like just walking like. Okay, <laughs> like, fuck you. I'm. <laughs> I watched probably until like Kylie and um, Kendall after they graduated high school. I kind of stopped watching. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I stopped at the Chris Humphreys wedding. That was I, that literally where I drew the line. So you really didn't even get into like the Caitlyn stuff. No, no but again, it's like we both no weirdly one. know everything that goes on. Like but I mean, you're more Kardashians than I am. Like you, I, like yeah, them. I do yeah. like them. I find I, Kylie one of the worst, most incredible mm-hmm. people. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> well, what? Speaking of word, uh, what what? Save that for the Patreon, everybody. Come and listen. Okay. There we go. We love a plug. <laughs> now, speaking of worst people we don't know, um, let's jump into Sutton. All things Beverly Hills. <laughs> I was now, like, which one are we going to pick? Um, are we going to pick Erica? <laughs> are we going to pick Sutton? No, Sutton needs a big, fat sponsorship from FabFitFun for that thing she was rubbing on her face throughout this whole episode. Because you know that's what... that That is such a textbook, like box subscription item mm-hmm. oh as someone who did fab fit fun for a year i do know and i did love it and i would accept a sponsorship from them <laughs> i thought they'd be okay. a great sponsor for the pod <gasps> is there it is seventy dollars for the listener brett just pulled up the um a the 70 dollar spiky dildo that you run on your face <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but i don't no worry i'm my people, my followers are all shoppers. Oh, your people. My your people. people. <laughs> my um, Bretonians. They. Um, the dupes, I'm, as I'm the kids are saying. $24.99 uh, Amazon. Not the Bretonians. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you should just call your followers my people. <laughs> I treat them oh, wait. Like- I do. Wait. One thing about New York, I, I meant to say this. I want to give a shout out to. Um, a, uh, we had a couple listeners DM. Uh, me about how I always said that Leah was not the leftist queen that we're all loving and that yeah. I had multiple people DM me and say you I couldn't stop thinking about your what you've said about Leah and it's coming true on the show so there you go do a quick plug of myself I just want the listeners to understand that the sirens that you've heard for the last 30 seconds started at my apartment and just wrapped 
passing Tom's apartment. I could hear it in the headphones going to you. Oh, I'm on mute. They're still going here. Okay. <laughs> um, but okay, something my highlight of the whole episode. It was a wonderful episode, the Beverly Hills. And it's not to use this word, trumping New York for me, which rarely happens in my history of a Bravo watcher. Have I liked Beverly Hills in general? I'm having tons of fun. It's great. I'm having a blast. I Teddy's gone and there's nine women. There's so many reasons to love it, you know? Uh, you know, it's interesting too, and I think the real enjoyment comes from is that like when we when you were watching Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy or like any <laughs> other season of Beverly Hills, like you kind of take sides. Do you know what I mean? Like right. you, you're like, oh, obviously I'm Kyle. Like, oh, obviously I'm LVP. Like someone picks a side, right? Whereas this episode, I it, obviously the conflict was really between Sutton and Crystal. And I was flip-flopping like a flip-flop on a beach. Like I I couldn't pick a lane because- I know what you I, mean though. They're a fun pair because Crystal isn't necessarily warm either. Like on the other end, <laughs> like, like she's not, and she all, the thing about the the robe situation, the whole like bringing it up later, I kind of got what Kyle was saying about like, why are we, why are we talking, why are you about, talking now about now when we've had a whole day go by together? What are you talking about with the robe? like? When, oh, jacket, when, when she came, when she didn't bring the jacket in uh, and she was naked, but well, she didn't get up, she didn't bring it up until like way later after they'd already had other confrontations. I think Kyle, what Kyle was trying to say, she's like, welcome to TV, baby. You gotta like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bring it up when it happens. I, it's interesting because I think our minds have become like producers, you know? So we're kind of thinking like I even I do it myself like I'll be watching and I'll be like oh my god they're probably producing that a little bit there like they know what to do like Kyle's the pro you know she knows what she's doing whereas I think Crystal like and that's why I like Crystal, Crystal and Sutton is because they're so new they don't really know how to navigate it well enough yeah mm-hmm. and like when I when Crystal was crying I could totally relate to that emotion and I could totally relate to like it's not the mere factor that somebody like walked in and saw you naked and like you're like oh my gosh like you've seen my body it's like it's kind of like like how do i say this like it it, if if you're a private person and you're not someone who's gone on like girl trips or like guy trips or you know trips And never really like been comfortable with your body enough to like just be so exposed, you know, and in, in a non, in a place that is like not private, you know, if you're used to being private, a private space, you know, and also then with to, strangers, right. And then, then to be, and then to be stumbled upon and not know how to react. I understood every single one of her emotions and crying. And I thought it was actually a very raw moment in the way Sutton was like trying to navigate her emotions. Like, no, like I wasn't trying to hurt you. Like, I really want to get better with you. And I hate to see you cry. I want to help you. I want to give you a hug. Like I, like, of course it was a very kind of like sad scene, but I, I, I found it so endearing and very raw. That moment, you know, I, I, I'm not like Sutton in a lot of her ways, but that moment was the most me. I guess <laughs> like when something's wrong, I'm like, what's wrong? No, no you're, you are upset because you're, you're crying. So like you're crying, like we're gonna talk about it. Well, now I feel bad because now I feel bad because now you're crying because I made you cry. Well, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I, do you want a hug? What do you want? Do you want me to give you a big hug? Like that's like the most me like train of thought. 
And what's also funny is, if you noticed, she kept looking at the camera guy like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, she was so panicked. Uh, um, no, but uh, so can we jump into the Lisa Renna story? I don't even understand it. I, I okay. don't understand what's happening. Before we jump in, I just want to be clear. Why the fuck are we still talking about this Denise Richards drama? Oh. Well, you know, I think that they, oh, no, they didn't. When when was the reunion? I can't remember. The reunion was like in like, was May. in like July or June, right? Oh, I thought it was in May. I don't or know. Or May. It was like so in full quarantine. No, it was a while that they had yeah. been, since they had seen each other. I was going to say, was it immediate? Because you know, sometimes they pick up right after the reunion. Like Jersey always picks up right after the reunions. Like their film, Jersey started filming this week and the reunion aired last week. So like they like certain franchises really pick up. I guess they didn't do that because they're getting this. We're getting the Beverly Hills season a little bit late. Right. Uh, so it is weird that it's so it's so on mind for something that happened so long ago. And yeah. comparing Denise, which is what Lisa Rinna did, to once uh, this is a tr- trigger warning right now because it, we'll tell a story real quick. So Lisa reveals a story in which Harry Hamlin went to. Um, went to drinks with a friend and they got a little lit and the next day they found out that the after they parted ways the friend um sexually raped a woman and went to jail mm-hmm. for it um now something i heard today okay and this is allegedly okay i want to say that very loud i'm not saying that this is true in any way okay but i think it is something to think about with what with this with why this story was brought up apparently there is a how there is a house husband in the uni, in the housewives universe that has had some rape allegations about them okay and there has been like covering up of it by not necessarily Bravo, but like by people. This this was like a Dumois thing that then turned into I heard I heard an interview today about this. Um, and supposedly that said husband is Harry. Oh, so what's interesting to me is the bring up of it because Lisa Rinna has her finger on the pulse of every rumor that's running through every fake real, all the mm-hmm. rumors that run through Beverly Hills and this fucking country. Right. Mm-hmm. So I am curious if there is some sort of storyline here that might be, you know, like in the season or if she brought it up as a way to divert from a rumor that is affecting her right now in her family life jesus but, christ yeah I, I heard this today and once again allegedly but um that was like a an, like another like perspective on her telling the story that makes it even weirder i mean mm-hmm. the faces of the women they were like what the fuck yeah like why are you casually bringing this up it was so casual right you know i think you know it's interesting that you, like now that i'm hearing this and what you've said a part of me thinks that she thought she could use it for a storyline. Yeah. And then the Erica stuff came out and everything took a backseat. That's such an interesting point, Brett. 
just a, just an interesting thought that's alleged and not rumored or confirmed. Yes, once again, everything's allegedly. I don't want anyone. I don't want any press junket picking up this little old podcast. Okay, alleged. <laughs> no, or, no, of course we do. Every, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be you'll be slapped on the Wendy Williams wall and be like on the Dumpster Dive podcast. <laughs> Harry Hamlin, <laughs> alleged. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's tough. Yeah, it was a tough look and not appropriate by any means and no. and I appreciate here don't compare Maybe. to that yeah and also who gives a fuck like your issues with denise is between you and garcelle because garcelle is being a good friend to denise and then no one else at the table cares about it so just like let it go and don't bring up something that's tr- could be triggering to people around you and could be traumatic as well to the women at, sitting at the table you don't know like Fuck off. Like what? And something that is similar to me in Lisa Renna and Kenya, um, something where I see a crossover is a lack of, um, uh, they, they, well, they have a a lot of things in common now that I'm actually thinking about it. But the one that I'm talking about is not great. Like sex, they don't have, they're not in touch with their sexuality very well and, and find ways to, um, find ways to get angry at people experiencing like certain not lisa renna lisa renner is like dancing nude on instagram i know but i don't think she's actually in touch with her sexuality though like i don't know like sometimes i don't understand like how like like the reason kenya got so uncomfortable by portia having sex with a stripper is because i think that she herself has like some like like boundaries there Mm-hmm. And I think I think that Brandy experiencing this with Brandy, not Brandy, Denise experiencing this moment with Brandy, which definitely happened in some facet. Mm-hmm. Like I think it it scares her that there are people experiencing things sexually that she's she's unfamiliar with. Sometimes I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way off base here, but I just I often find that people that like judge other people's like sexual choices is because they themselves um, don't are uncomfortable by them, like uncomfortable in their own lives by that. No, you guys, you guys are hanging. I'm processing. I'm really trying to process because my head is spinning because a part of me is like, well, is it like, like an LGBTQ thing, a same sex thing that? No, I don't, I don't, I think it's just like, I, I think it's new sexual experiences in general that like might feel a bit like, scandalous that make her feel uncomfortable she also just loves a story that's not about her life like and you know it's like she is gonna run with whatever she is given and so i think that's where this denise thing will never go away clearly because we're in a place her and garcelle were supposed to be like patching things up and she keeps bringing it up it's like no we're just making story i don't think she's like I don't know. I don't think she's sub. I don't think it's that deep with her. I think. She, I think on surface she's. I think just maybe like, it was a little high last night watching the. <laughs> it's like, what's happening here is that they are and wait, but I did while we were having this conversation have a flash of Kim Richards saying, "Do you want me to say everything about your husband or whatever in Amsterdam?" Oh, interesting. Oh my god! Breaking oh. freaking news! Oh, Allegedly. You know, my head was spinning because you're like, you you know, is she okay with sexuality? Amelia, I saw Amelia's body did, like 
on Scott Disick's, you know, page. Yeah, her right. ass and almost the young yacht were on IG. And to me, I feel like Lisa Renner would be like, go girl. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just know. Like, part of me thinks that she does the dancing as like a way there's just more there to the dancing to me. Like the dancing never <laughs> landed right for me. I totally understood what Garcelle said last season when she was like, do you think that's like, like a good example for your daughter who's dealing with like body dysmorphia and an eating disorder? Um, on the next Patreon, we'll be breaking down Lisa Renna over the years. <laughs> just there's Lisa Renna's dancing. a lot of content with her and I yeah. can't get straight who she is, I think is well, where I'm really she's struggling. like, uh, I'm, I'm use this word reluctantly a legend in like pop culture just because of her time with soap operas and now with housewives and now with like two kids that are all over the internet and modeling and whatever and a husband who's also very incredibly famous so you know what's funny and this is primarily because of my young age (laughs) i know what you're gonna say (laughs) Um, when I meet a lot of these housewives, like the Eileen Davidsons, the Lisa Brennas, like I'm meeting them as housewives. I don't know anything about them. Like I, like I find out about Lisa Renna from the show. Like I didn't know that she almost was going to be like the fill-in, like was going to be the, um, the Kelly Ripa. You know, I never knew that, you know, I so never. Her and Harry famously, if you want like to binge watch something, if you're if you have feeling uninspired, else no content. Um, no, nine, not nine, no, two, one, oh, um, oh my God. They had a show, oh Harry and Lisa. Is that oh, what you're yeah. talking about, Gix? No, I literally, the OC. Not. What? The, the OC? OC. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were on it. On it. No, they weren't on the OC. Shit, what is it? Veronica Mars? I don't know, but they had a show, a, a oh script. Oh my God, I'm- a I'm called Harry and Lisa. Literally crashing and burning here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if if you need something to watch, what you're going to watch I, is- <laughs> I'm already watching it. Would you already believe? It's on my list. <laughs> yeah. No, I, so I knew Lisa. So Lisa to me was the- she was on so many reality shows. Yeah, Veronica like, Mars. It was. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she was on a ton of reality shows, like, back in the early 2000s. So she was on, like, dancing shows, singing shows. She was on Dancing with the Stars, but then she was on, like, the singing show. She was on um, Celebrity Mole, which is this awesome game show that was on. It was, like, Survivor, but with celebrities, essentially. It was really fun. Um, and I knew her as, like, a fame horror essentially like i knew her as like always on red carpets uh, that that type of stuff like she's been in the consciousness for me forever i didn't know her from soaps necessarily but i did not know eileen davidson so yeah, don't yeah. feel that left out yeah i didn't well, know who that was yeah yeah well you didn't probably know who kim fields was though kim fields was big for atlanta mm-hmm. i mean facts of life a lot of them over my head <laughs> Well, um, I do um, want to talk about synchronized swimming for a moment. <laughs> it brought me a little bit of joy because I too have played in the pool, far like mermaids mm-hmm. and synchronized swimming and all of that at an age that was like in cool. middle school oh. or high school. It felt very kicks and I like when we're like kids being like, 
we're going to put on a show. Yeah. It was very much like that, but I will say I'm like you kicks. I have an obsession with synchronized swimming. I I like, don't. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not like you did. Say that. Like roll with the guests, okay? Roll with them. Yeah, roll with them. Okay, sure, kick. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, I like my aunt went to the like when the Olympics were like in Britain. Like I don't know what year that was. Like oh eight or whatever. I don't know. And I made her get me a synchronized swimming T-shirt. That was like gold because I used to go like I when I used to watch them live right when they like the Olympics are coming up I'm very excited for Japan and our synchronized swimmers, and then I used to watch go on YouTube and look up Olympic you know uh, synchronized <laughs> swimming things obsessed. It okay? is pretty fucking crazy. It's I can watch that stuff for days. I don't like I don't know how they do it. This the core strength because here's the thing. Fun fact about synchronized swimming, everybody. Um, they, they, they they cannot touch the bottom. And yes. if they do. Uh. <laughs> Tom, shut up. Okay. Go roll with your guests. You just yelled at me. Someone's going to be like, no way. Um, <laughs> like when they do that, when they push them the, out of the water, that's all like strength. Lifting yeah. a human body out of the water. I can't even get myself out of a bathtub, okay? <laughs> and these women are throwing themselves literally the throwing. I can watch that stuff for days over and over again and the music is also like classical like um like very opera-esque and I can I just sit there like romanticized. So Enchanted. I was very impressed by I thought they did a good job. I, I mean, think that- what Lisa was saying is that she has like a class like a workout class that she takes. It, in passing, she said something about- Sign me up. Where is it? Yeah, I'm like, Brett, <laughs> this is literally made for you. You need to go <laughs> to this class. Decide. <laughs> no, she like in passing was like, yeah, I take from blah, blah, blah. It was like a split second. I was like, what the fuck? That's so LA to have a synchronized, synchronized swimming class. class. Oh my God. I I was so obsessed with that scene. And I loved, and I, I loved like, like the, what's nice about the Beverly Hills ladies that I think doesn't always happen- especially with like Atlanta, like I think they're all friends or friendly Mm -hmm. in some way. And so they're all kind of supportive of each other. So when they go on these girl trips, it's not like you're putting like these isolated beams together and you're like, okay, like Salt Lake when there's only, there's like groups of two friends yeah, and then they just shove them in a hotel room together. You know, it's like Erica and (laughs) yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Erica and Lisa and Dorit and Dorit. <laughs> Kyle, they're like actually friends. And I love yeah. I love that there's so many that they forget how many they have. I'm like, a blast. I love like, it. More when, the merrier. When, when Kyle, they were like at the table and she was like, <laughs> one, two, three, who are we missing? We're up to eight. I'm like, exactly. Keep right. them Yeah, that's what I like to see. I, one of my favorite moments of the whole episode was maybe 15 seconds of a title card running across Kathy Hilton going, Kathy Hilton, Kyle's sister. Yep. It's like, who? Oh, duh. <laughs> Kim Richard's sister. <laughs> now, we, we must end this conversation of Beverly Hills, obviously, on the final moments of the episode, which are, um, well, 
I was happy to be reminded of this, that they tried to bury the headline of Erica and Tom's divorce on election day. And Bravo made sure we knew it was election day. But that, <laughs> they were like, but, I don't want you to forget that they tried and we didn't let them. But that was sign number one, that something was up. I remember, because I remember when that happened and every, we were all like, wait, this is weird. Because like, why on earth would you like try and bury a headline? Like it's burying a headline on election day is almost bring more attention to it. Cause like you, you, you have PR teams that know what they're doing. So like, why on earth would it come up on this day unless you had planned for it to be hidden, which it's, it, it's almost doing the opposite effect to me. And the Lisa saying that they're like, well, it's Erica, you know, that she had to do it like this made, makes me think Lisa knows some more. Oh, I think she knows shit. Oh, I it's just, it's so fast. And well, one thing, um, I think the account Real Bad Fashions pointed out. Yes, love them. Dorit's, uh, like, extensions or whatever, <laughs> whatever she had in, it was, like, all off. And they had the camera, like, right down on her head. <laughs> be like, Bravo is, like, exhausted by these women. They're like, we don't fucking care. They're so shady. Yeah, let's show Dorit's nose before her nose job. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> But I'll be very curious. I mean, here's my thing too, like that, you know, that's when like the producer in the head comes in and I start thinking like, like, what did they do? Like, did they call up these like camera guys to be like, or like was PK to write one second there to, to write one second, I'm gonna get your film reaction to uh, uh, you're reading the text message out loud, read it out loud. Like, like it's yeah. just really weird how they all like, well, like, did they all say like, we're gonna do a scene where you're all are sitting and you're all going to read the text out loud and give yeah. your live reaction, even though you've probably already seen it. Yeah, like, I think no. that's probably it. I think that they probably read it. And then the producers reached out to them and like, we need to film a scene right now. So I actually have a different idea on it. Okay. So I actually think what happened was Erica is Erica has a producer, obviously. They all have their own producers. She's talking to her, her, her private producer or camera person and, and being like, my divorce is coming out today. Unfortunately, it's going to be on the show. Like, I just want to, you know, you know what I mean? Like probably preempted it. And they were like, okay, well, what, why don't you text the girls? And they called the producers being like, okay, so I know we're not filming today, but we need you guys to film getting this text message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's so kind of a mix of both. The text, like receiving it. So I, cause I actually think that there's a world where they might not, they might have been seeing it at that moment. Because sometimes, yeah. like, these people aren't as good of actors as as we, like, think they would be. So I think they have to, like, tee things Kyle up. Kyle that. Tee things, well, sure. They have to tee things up a bit. So yeah, that was my okay. thought about it. But I also could be wrong, so I don't know. I mean, I like that. I, it gives me hope. It makes me believe in Santa when you say that. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they must have, must have, you know. But, again, they, like you said, they put some effort into the production. Which is fascinating that, like, they wanted to do that like they didn't really you know yeah it wasn't just like a because i think it was on atlanta they were showing people's like recorded oh like i guess when porsche they were showing porsche in like marches and all that stuff they were like using like phone footage so it wasn't like that like there was actual like big Bravo camera. cameras yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we will see how 
open she is about all this because yeah, there's a lot that's about to go down. Or what? Or what? <laughs> I'm just dying to see. Because that's just like nothing. Honestly, nothing. But just, <laughs> just shut up. I'm dying to see um, the scene where Sutton yells at Crystal for her leather pants. Leather pants. I know. I'm like Jesus. You're gonna, you're gonna keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they have to. They're, okay, they're also like 60 years apart. So, like, <laughs> what do they have 12. in common? 12. <laughs> 12, because the producers... Sutton is not as old as they think she is. She just has that Southern Belle draw. She's Southern to her core. <laughs> I, literal eye roll. <laughs> I think she's one of your people. I think she's from Georgia. Aren't you? She is. I Oh, well, yes, from Georgia down south. You know, oh, well... Uh, I won't drag us on a lot anymore. But well, Stephen, what do you want to say? I was going to say about Erica Jane, like when she went down to Georgia and did went to Conyers, Georgia, which is not Georgia. I mean, that is Georgia, but that's not like Atlanta, you know. And it was just it was like the time where like I really enjoyed Erica and like really enjoyed her showing that, so people could see like how people down there really live. Like yeah. that is how they live. Like it was so like. You know, and like the coldness and like that southern cold, like mm-hmm. I mean, I could pop up on that for days, but people always assume like the southern hospitality, you know, like oh, it's like oh passive passive aggression. It's passive runs aggression, so yeah. Thick in the south. Anyway. But well, Brett, this has been um such a lovely uh chat. You're you're so easy to talk to. You um should have a podcast because you have a great voice for podcasting. Yes. Um <laughs> And uh, you are welcome back anytime. It sounds like you're already promoting yourself on our Patreon. So I'm promoting myself anytime to promote you guys to put in. I love, I was very excited to do this because I actually like, it wasn't like I, like you guys asked me and I was like, oh, I better listen to it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a periodic listener of like, if I have downtime and I'm like, I need to fill air. I'm like, let's see, what have they been doing lately? Out there? <laughs> <laughs> fuckers up too. <laughs> I'm like, I want to listen to that and I'll put you guys on and like I love and this has been mentioned in the podcast before but you guys have a great banter and it's that like sibling banter that like because like you guys can push each other's buttons it's not like frenemies do you guys know what frenemies is of course we're not that old my god Brett get the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know how geriatric you are Um, I'm literally 27 exactly (laughs) I'm only 30. I'm only six years older. Well, some people aren't. Well, here's the thing. Some people aren't into like the Trisha Paytas. You know, like that's like a definitely. <laughs> I do love Trisha. Trisha, I, Trisha is like my cap. So I actually do know Trisha, but I, anything yeah. past that, I don't know much. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, but right. what were you saying? I think you were saying something, weren't you? Yeah. Was I saying something? Something yeah. about friends. No, I was just like like your dynamic. Oh, you like the dynamic. Oh. Yes, you like the dynamic is just <laughs> so, it's so fluid. And like you guys, like it's not like you're pushing each other's buttons, but like like if I was with somebody I wasn't as like comfortable with as like a friend, if I was just like friends, you know, like you guys have such a great banter. It's great to listen to. And it's like relaxing. Like sometimes I listen to podcasts and you can tell like, like there's a little bit of a stress between them and it's like business stress. Or like it's like life stress between them. Like you can tell sometimes when there's a stress between the two talkers. But you guys also known as say their names. <laughs> it's, they're not Bravo. It's not Bravo. It's like um, do you listen? Do you know? Like, literally, um, don't say their. No, names. no, actually, don't say their names. No, but, well, but 
Thank you. First of all, thank you. Thank you. I, yes. Something we discovered when we started the podcast that there's not really many like like familial podcasts. Like there's not like there's not brother sister or we mom. To a year from now, we'll find out why. Yeah. Right. Right. But like, <laughs> weird. I'm like this. This. This seems like such an obvious thing for Fix and I to do with our. So, with so much downtime we have in our lives <laughs> but like I how you guys do it like people who do podcasts i have like i mean not people who do produce podcasts but for people that do like their homegrown podcasts that's and, us and they're able to like edit record plan pick up dates like you keep saying they what you should say is tom i can't believe you edit it i can't believe you recorded it. i can't believe you asked guests to come on <laughs> well you know i'm kicks i'm giving a little bit of rocks here okay no i'm not saying anything i'm just a, for the viewers aks3 i'm pointing at tom yeah <laughs> no i, I am the self producer it is a lot of work and you know what you're not i mean unless you can fill me in you're not, you're not making money from this really like, like <laughs> this is where we kick you out <laughs> But like, but like, if you were like, if like, I can understand if you're doing a produced podcast right. and you have sponsors and all these things. Like, it is we very. Have, we have a sponsor, Brett. Okay. Is it uh, what's the classic sponsor? Like, it's, no, it's Anchor. Oh, it's not oh. Quip and it's not Casper. I'd love a sponsor from both of them because <laughs> I'm in the need. Drop, they did recently drop us. <laughs> well, don't say that. You should cut this out. We need them back. No, I, I, I want to shame them into rehiring us. <laughs> but you guys i respect the hustle i respect the work and anything any you guys need anything from me my voice of course is always free to you guys <laughs> um mostly yeah. if we need input from someone um who's a different generation than us what you call the millennial that you yeah. need help with. yeah um, if you need help getting to a thousand followers on your time instagram page, that. i'm always glad to help there you did help in that um wait so brett um let everyone know where to follow you though well, of course, my name's Brett. So you can follow me at Bravo by Brett on Instagram. Yeah. Um, fun time there. I post about a lot of things, even beyond Bravo. My personal life, pop culture, retail. Um, There's a lot of dating things happening there that yes. I, I I love to give people dating advice. So I really need to pop off on that for you. So Okay, uh, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet and you can follow Kix at, at Kix Hamlet. That's spelled C-I-X. Yeah. And then the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod. As Brett has plugged so many times in this episode, our Patreon, uh, we are covering <laughs> of reality television. Uh, we're wrapping up Flavor of Love, jumping into uh, America's Next Top Model here pretty soon. So check that out. And um, everyone have a fantastic night. Say bye to all our listeners, Brett. Say bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.